Welcome to a very special episode of Talking Kotlin, everybody. My name is Seb. Today, I am your host, and I am here with a very special guest who usually also happens to be a host on Talking Kotlin, and that is Hadi Hariri. Hi, Hadi. Welcome to the show. Hi, Seb. Thank you for having me. And you finally managed to kick me off as host, didn't you? Well, you're still in the show somehow, right? Yay! <laughs> I th- I really thought those balloons would have been for the the five year anniversary part, and not. Oh the yay! <laughs> I still have them. Yay! But yeah, special episode. It's just the two of us. You know what that means? Just the two of us. We, we can, can make, make it, it if, if we, we try. try. Just the two of us. <laughs> you and yep. I. Exactly. That means that singing segments like this are going to stay in the episode. That means that no weather segment is too long to be cut. And it means that we get to do all the segues that you have ever envisioned. Yes, this is this is the segue show. We're going to call it the segue show. We're going to talk about everything today apart from... Kotlin. That's, exactly. <laughs> that's what's probably going to happen. I feel it would be the correct way to actually open the show. How is the weather today? Well, this segment's brought to you by CN, which is our <laughs> hydrolytic, uh, hydro-alcoholic gel for hands. The weather today is actually kind of sucky where I am. It's it's a little bit cloudy, and uh, yeah, it's windy, and it's cold. It's like, I think, around 12 or, or 11 degrees. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping it, it cheers up like this, this whole, you know, I, I, I keep saying this, but I can't live in a place where I don't see the sun every day. Yeah, fair enough. Didn't you live in London for quite a while? I lived in London and I lived in Cambridge actually more. And, um, yeah, my mom, my mother actually, we used to come to Spain for vacation and, uh, and she was seriously depressed in, in the UK. Uh, in Cambridge and the last year we came here in, to Malaga and we go back home and she's like you know what screw it we're packing up we're moving to Spain I, I can't live here anymore so that's a true story by the way well and you're you're still in Spain with your family now so it seems like that was a, a good decision all around huh yeah like screw it I can't live here let's go to the Sahara it's more sunny there <laughs> that'll be the next step yeah yes so here in here in Munich uh we're currently having fog, fog, and more fog. There's a the big construction site next to my house right now, uh, and they have like huge uh, spotlights everywhere. So it looks very like sunny apocalypse. Well, no, it looks just oh. like post apocalyptic. I would say because there's these weird like it literally looks like you're under surveillance, and some of them are green, and it's it's very eerie. I would say. Yeah, we are actually under surveillance. It's called the phone, but yes, other than that. Damn, it's all good. The phone. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about yeah, your story in mobile development later. <laughs> um, am I am I allowed to do my German accent on this show today? You know what? Because it's talking Cotton's birthday. Yes, you're allowed. Yeah, to do das this is not good. Yeah, is that is that is that no? You know what? I'm not even gonna das correct nein you. Gut. Das ist nein gut. I'm not even gonna correct you. That's how how tolerant of your shenanigans I will be today. Thank you, Seb. Thank you. So, Hadi. It's shenanigans brought to you by Esalt from Aldi. <laughs> it's been over 100 episodes of Talking Kotlin. How does how does that feel? I mean, I've only been here for the last couple, so. Okay, so did did, did you ever see that episode of uh, David Letterman where he had uh, Ricky Gervais on the show? 
and and David Letterman's like, yeah, I've been doing this for for twenty five years, and and Ricky Gervais like, why, why, <laughs> like, why are you doing this this long? Why aren't you aren't you bored? Uh, no, I can't say that I agree. I actually. It's it's been fun. It's time has gone by really really fast. Uh, and to your full credit, Seb, I think that first of all, switching to YouTube, and more importantly, having a co-host, and even more importantly, having you as a co-host, has made it so much better for me uh, a, a, as an individual. Because like, I've always enjoyed doing the show, but now I really enjoy doing the show and, and chatting with you and. And uh, especially with our sponsors, you know, now that, that we can we can do the whole sponsored segment. <laughs> so time flies when you're having uh, uh, fun. No pun intended. There. I feel like we need to get some actual sponsors so you can live out, you know, your your My fantasies. Dream, yes, of, yeah, exactly. Your fantasies like this, and we get paid. That yes, would be the yes, best. yes, yeah. The, the, this segment's brought to you by the pig. <laughs> the pig. Okay. Oink, 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 oink. Anyway, so take take us take us back because a there's an oink in all of us. Yeah. So, so take us back a little bit. Something must have moved you uh, to the point where you were like, "I'm gonna start a podcast on Kotlin." How did how did that happen? I, to be honest, I can't remember. My memory isn't what it used to be uh, these days. The, what was the question? <laughs> it's not that bad. I think that at some point I, I thought to myself, okay, so there's these, you know, it was the very early days of Kotlin. I mean, I know that it had been around uh, still for around five years since the announcement and stuff, right? But it it hadn't gotten that much uh you know, it wasn't mainstream uh, as it is now. I mean, even now you can't say it's mainstream. Like in certain segments, it's mainstream, right? And I, I had seen, and I'd always wanted to kind of like do a podcast. And I saw some other podcasts around languages. And there was a friend of mine that had recently got into Python. And he had actually started Python learning Python via podcast. So he had actually put together a podcast to learn Python. It's, it's called Michael Kennedy uh, that, that that talk Python to me. And I thought to myself, hey, you know what? Maybe we should do something around Kotlin. Now, back then, again, it wasn't that well known. And my, my biggest fear was like, do I have enough for episodes, right? And And I remember that I, I made a, a few mistakes in, in preparing for that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I kind of like ran it by a few people inside JetBrains and they're like, yeah, okay, yes. Some said it's a good idea. Some said, well, yes, but even so. Uh, but I decided to go ahead with it. And now, well, we, we it seems that there was enough content because <laughs> it did manage there to was. fill yeah, a lot of yeah, episodes. Yeah, but like one of the things that I did early on was to make sure that I wouldn't, because I have a very bad habit at times, which is I get so energized and to start something. And, and when you do that as a series and you're like, after the third one, you're like, Oh, I can't be bothered anymore. That's why I've only written like a couple of books and no more. Uh, because after you get like through <laughs> chapter seven, it's like, do I really have to finish this book? You know, do I really have to finish it? Uh, you know that, right, Seb? Yeah. Um, so 
So one of the things I said to myself, I said, I, I tell you what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together a sheet of up to one year of episodes. And I thought I'll release one every two months. And then what I did is come up with topics and then reach out to every potential guest and say, hey, I'm thinking of starting a show. If I do, you know, no commitment, <laughs> but if I do, would you be willing to come on the show and maybe talk about this? Once I had like 30 or so signed up, then I said, yep, I'm going to start the show. So, and then from there, it just kind of like grew every, you know, as Kotlin grew, more ideas were coming, more topics were coming up, and then we just kept um, bringing more people on. And uh, who was the first, your first guest? Uh, it was Andre Breslov, obviously. And uh, and the first one, I I mean, you know this show. Uh, I mean, we you and I have been doing it for a while now, and you know that I think the biggest, the most important two words of this show are wing it, right? Because we basically <laughs> wing it. Uh, but the first show was meticulously planned. I had all of the questions ready and and I, I, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to ask Andre, and I had written it all down, and and uh, away it went. And I asked it, and it was one of the most uh, popular show uh, shows, but it didn't feel natural to me. I didn't feel like I, I like I was so worried and 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 nervous about everything going okay that. I just felt so tense and, and I didn't like this having to ask a whole bunch of questions because apart from other things, it, it involves research and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I just want to wing it. Uh, so yeah, I, I only did that on the first episode. Now the second episode, oh, that that's another story. Oh. So since we're already here, do tell us the story <laughs> of the second episode. <laughs> so the second episode uh, was with Jake Wharton and I was new to all of this, right? Uh, so I I bought myself a a, um, a Zoom X6 uh, device. So that's, which that's is an, an audio interface, right? Yeah, it's an audio interface that that records on a memory card, and you have different channels, right? And I had these amazing microphones and everything, and uh, and the primary reason for this was also because I wanted to do this on the road, right? I wanted to take the mic and do it on the road. Uh, and, and uh, so I had everything set up and then I invite Jake and, and I had a horrendous cold that day, a horrendous cold. Like my, my voice was like this. It was so, so blocked. Right. And so Jake comes on and he's like, Hey, so uh, do you need me to record on my end? I'm like, no, no, no. This was a remote recording at that point. Yeah. This was a remote okay. recording. I'm like, no, 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 don't worry. I've got this amazing audio input. It's recording my channel. It's recording your channel. It's all good. You don't need to worry about recording on your end. Uh, because a lot of times when people invite you to a podcast back in the old days, it was like, yes, you need to record on your end as well, whether it's as backup or to get the original sound. And, um, so I start to ask questions from Jake and it's going really well. And I haven't written anything down and it's just like going really well. Right. And, and we, you know, we're 12 minutes into the podcast because I can see the timer on the, on the thingy. And then suddenly I look into, look at the timer and I'm like, oh shit. I didn't press record. It's just going without record. And I'm like, what do I do at this point? Do I stop Jake and say, hey, Jake, I'm such an idiot. 
Um, can we just repeat the whole thing? Because, you know, I didn't record. And what had happened is that uh, Jake had said, well, I'm just going to record my end just in case anyway. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> the show finishes and... Um, and I'm like, you know, now I've got these sweats, like, right? Like, what am I going to do? I can't start the show 12 minutes in, right? So I say to Jake, I'm like, hey, Jake, uh, by the way, throw me over that recording uh, just in case, just in case I, I need it. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, sure. So he, he sends me the recording. And I'm like, thank God for that. I said, if it's good quality, I'll, I'll just use that, right? So I start listening to it. And of course, Jake's recording has only recorded Jake. Mm -hmm. It hasn't recorded me. Yeah. So now I've got my own recording where I did hit record 12 minutes in, and then another segment, which is Jake, and it's only his voice. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, back then my memory was better. I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to Jake's responses and ask the questions again. <laughs> and I've got to do it now because if I don't, my voice is going to change because in a week <laughs> I won't have a cold anymore, right? <laughs> So I had to actually sit back, listen to Jake's responses, and then ask the questions, and then do a whole bunch of editing and put it all together. And the <laughs> the end result was smooth. You couldn't even tell that that this was like three different audio inputs and stuff. And it was just like, yeah. So that was uh, that was I, I sweated a lot on that one. That that that, but that sounds like proper, you know, proper show business. The show must go on. The show must go on exactly, exactly. Well, even if we have to splice it together from three different audio sources. <laughs> yeah. So you said you were uh, planning on taking uh, talking Kotlin on on the road at some point. Did that ever happen? It did. Uh, there was a few episodes that I would record at conferences, um, but then to be honest with you, as the internet improved. As uh, we weren't, there wasn't any really, there wasn't any video, right? It was just audio. So then the question was like, what is the benefit of doing this in a crowded place if I'm just interviewing a single person, right? And then, you know, I travel a hell of a lot and I like to travel light, right? You, you, we're, mm -hmm. we're very much the same, those that, that travel. And This is bulky, right? Because it's a little box, but then it's got extra batteries you got to pack. Then you got to pack the microphones. Then you got to pack the cables. And then suddenly a three-day trip, I need to take a, a, two carry-ons because it just doesn't fit, right? So I didn't do that for a long, uh, many times. And then, and, and then, then as I mentioned, like, you know, the con connections and the software started to improve. And it's just like, yeah, we could just do this anytime that suits both of us. I, I think again now now that everything's remote anyway, probably <laughs> it wouldn't have made that much of a difference anyway. When yeah, obviously, I, I mean, it, yes, I also realized that you know, in in five years from now there'll be a pandemic, so I better not get used to this, <laughs> and, and you know, just just keep it to the the bare minimums. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can you can see the future totally. If only I'd known this. If only I'd seen that future in the stock market as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time, you know. We we said already, well, there was a point where you said, I really want to do a podcast on Colin. But that probably means that you were already convinced at that point that Colin would be like the next big thing that you would want to pour your energy into, right? So how did, oh, like, yeah, go, go, sure. going back like one step further, like how did that happen? How Like how did people 
bribe you or convince you <laughs> to get on board with Kotlin like in the early days? The first time that this happened was uh, back, I can't remember when it was, um, but it was like a year after the announcement or something like that. And I hadn't even looked at Kotlin. I haven't even played with Kotlin or anything like that. And um, Andre pinged me one day and him and I didn't really know each other either, right? I mean, he'd, he'd heard of me, I'd heard of him but we weren't really talking or communicating or interacting much. And uh, he pings me, he's like, hey, Hadi, so listen, I hear that you speak at conferences um, and I've been invited to give a talk at OSCON uh, in Portland uh, on Kotlin, but unfortunately I can't go. Do you think you could give the talk? And I'm like, Portland? I've never been to Portland. Absolutely, I'll give the talk. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, but before that, I'm like, Oh, Andre, well, I'd love to, but the thing is, I don't know Kotlin. I don't even know Java. I don't even know the JVM. And he's like, yeah, but it's in one and a half months. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll have enough time to, to, to pick all of that up. Uh, so yeah, so it was in one and a half months. So I started to play with Kotlin and I started to put together the talk. And I remember that I made a tremendous mistake because I came from .NET and C Sharp and I was used to the conventions in .NET and C Sharp. And it was only after the talk. And this is that I did send the Andre the, 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 I can't remember if I sent him the samples or not, but at some point, a few months later, he comes to me and is like, oh, by the way, Hadi, in Kotlin, we follow the convention of lower camel case as opposed to upper camel case that you do in C Sharp. So please try and rename your properties. I'm like, you could have told me this before. Uh, but anyway, I put together samples and uh, I was fairly confident that I know enough of the language because back then, like the surface area was also kind of small, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't know much about the JVM. Uh, and in fact, one of my most successful blog posts are uh, the minimum survival guide for the JVM, which I wrote out of my own uh, frustration of coming to this JVM world and not understanding anything. So I, in, in that blog post, it's like a complete guide of what is the JVM, what is the JDK, what are languages, what is Java, what is all of these things, right? You can find that on hadiheri.com. And this segment's brought to you by hadiheri.com. So um, please subscribe. Uh, so, <laughs> to to you what? Know, I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, I should, I'll put a subscribe button on my, uh, on my uh, website. Okay. So anyway, I, I prepared and I went. And I, I go there and I'm like, okay, well, you know, not a big deal. Kotlin, no one's heard of. It should be okay. And I go the day before to look at my room and I've got this room that fits like 800, 900 people, <laughs> right? It was massive. It was like so huge. And that's when I started to shit myself, right? And I'm like, this is just going to go horribly wrong. And uh, the next morning I go to the room. I'm ready there. and. Uh, at the end, like eight people came to the talk in a very, 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 very massive room. Um, and I gave the talk and I got the feedback that everybody would give you at those uh, early days. Well, this looks a lot like Scala. Why not Scala? Or this looks a lot like Groovy that has static typing enabled. Why not Groovy? And then after that, I kind of said, you know what? I kind of like this Kotlin. It, it's kind of more, it's like C-sharp, but more concise. And it's like JavaScript, but static. And, and in a way, it was really like that. 
they and I was doing quite a bit of JavaScript back then, right? Because I, mm -hmm. I, I kind of went from C sharp to to JavaScript to Node.js for a while, and I was doing JavaScript, and I'm like, this is really cool. So I started to get more into into it, and uh, yeah, and then at that point, I just kind of picked it up, and it started to become a thing. There was a lot of pushback from people externally. Like every time you would go to a conference, I remember the, you know, the next conferences that I started to submit to, there was like, you know, two people in the room or eight people in the room or 10 people in the room. Um, and I started to go to .NET conferences, uh, showing Kotlin. And there I started to get a little bit of traction because many people that were .NET developers, they weren't specifically there because of .NET over JVM. They were there because C sharp over Java. They prefer C sharp. To, to Java as a language. So when they start to see Kotlin, they're like, ooh, this Kotlin thing is actually quite cool. And yeah, so that's how I kind of like got into it um, and uh, stayed with it uh, since then. So you, you mentioned beforehand that you were uh, writing some JavaScript and, and, and Node.js, I guess with a, with a bunch of Express.js as well, right? Yes, yes. Um, in fact, uh, I even uh, did a course on uh, Express.js and this segment's brought to you by... No, I'm not going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved Express.js. I really did. Uh, I loved it. And in fact, uh, Wasabi, which was a framework that I created, uh, was basically uh, Express.js, but in Kotlin. That, that's, how, that's how Wasabi came about. So the reason why I actually brought this uh, up is because I understand that Wasabi, through a couple of... Twists and turns, then somehow ended up to be Ktor. Yeah, so I mean, Wasabi was my way of learning Kotlin more, and uh, also experimenting with what was possible with the domain-specific language aspects of Kotlin, and also because I loved ExpressJS, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, why not put all of these things together and create some kind of server-side framework, right? Um, that was after my adventures with Spec, which was a behavior-driven development framework, which I did in, in Kotlin. Then what happened is that coroutines came out and Ilya Ryzhenkov, one of our colleagues, as you know, uh, was also experimenting with DSLs and was also experimenting with uh, creating like a HTTP framework. And uh, he decided to kind of like do that built on coroutines a little bit, which Wasabi wasn't using coroutines. Um, and then I thought, well, okay, well, let me try and convert Wasabi to use coroutines. And then at some point I'm like, it doesn't make sense to to do this, right? It doesn't make sense for for two people at JetBrains to be working on two different projects that are essentially the same idea. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so Ktor was being used internally at JetBrains at the time um, for some product, which then eventually evolved, although it didn't evolve. I mean, the idea evolved into space. Uh, and uh, so I said, you know what, I'm just going to discontinue Wasabi, leave it there if anyone wants to use it. Um, and there were people actually using it. Uh, and uh, I'm going to put my efforts into Ktor. Uh, so I didn't at that time actually get further involved into Ktor. I just, you know, started to do some advocacy for it and stuff like that. I wasn't a part of the Ktor team. That came later. Yeah, and I think like that connection has kind of closed itself again recently, I think. You've been the the Kato team lead for how long now? Uh, I think just over a, about a year. Uh, yeah, about a year. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at it from like the uh, higher distance, it is quite the funny story to see a, a C sharp and JavaScript developer 
uh, give a talk about a language on a platform that he's never seen before, who then goes on to create uh, frameworks which influence other frameworks, which build the basis for some of our newest products at JetBrains, but also uh, then you end up still the, as the team lead of that framework again. It's uh, it's quite the story, isn't it? I've never thought of it that way, but, but yes, um, I could actually write a biography. It's all Seb, as soon as you finish that book you're writing, how about you write my biography? <laughs> we'll have every other chapter will be about the weather. Sounds great. Yeah, it's yeah. We should do that. We should definitely do that. Yes, I like the <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah. Yep. I've sold you on it. There you go. I've sold Excellent. you on it. Excellent. That yes. is that is how you convince people. It's by telling you by telling them that you convinced them. <laughs> yes. And this segment's brought to you by this squiggly little thing that my kids made for me out of plastic. Kind of coming back again to your whole career as a as a Kotlin developer advocate, right from the from the beginning to the. Are there some uh, some points that that really stand out to you during during the journey that you had with Kotlin over the last years? Well, obviously, there are some very memorable moments uh, for me that that are that are wonderful memories. Uh, like I, I'll always remember that first talk. Uh, I'll always remember the, you know, the first uh, talk where I had a lot of uh, quote unquote hate and, and pushback also um, from non-believers, um, and then. You know, it's it's opened so many doors for me and it's allowed me to do so many different things, right? Like, for instance, KotlinConf. KotlinConf was, you know, an amazing experience to put on a show for 1,200 people. Uh, it was also very, very scary, right? Um, yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, you know, the, I got to do uh, several Google IOs and, and the first Google IO was really, really exciting. Um, and the whole announcement at Google IO, which unfortunately I actually missed because I was on a plane to Google IO, uh, was really, really exciting. And, and being involved somehow in knowing that that announcement is going to be made and the and the decisions and the back and forths and it it was it was just it was great to be part of that and you were also on stage on on google io right yeah 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 i i can't imagine that was also a, a whole different scale than usual that was and you know i i i remember uh we were at that io uh with with max um Sorry, when you say Max, you mean Max Shafirov, yeah. I assume. Uh, so, CEO of JetBrains, for everyone who does not know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, and uh, so we, we used to like, uh, we were staying at a place which was uh, sufficiently far away from Google I.O. I mean, it was like an hour walk, right? Mm -hmm. um, and every morning we, we like, you know, at a conference, what do you do? You go to the conference, you eat, you eat, you eat, you drink, you eat, you drink, drink, eat, 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 and eat and drink, right? Um, so we're like, we say, okay, you know what? We're going to walk to Google I.O. every morning, right? And it was like an hour walk. Cardio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so every morning during this thing, and I arrived like already the day after the announcement, and I think I arrived on a, on a Wednesday or something or Tuesday, and, and my talk was on the Friday. 
And I was really, really nervous. I mean, I was really, really nervous. I mean, I'm still very, very nervous every time I give a talk. And I think that's absolutely a good thing, right, to, to be nervous. But for this particular one, I was extremely nervous. And I had decided to do live coding, right? I didn't <laughs> want any kind of like slides or anything like that. I just wanted to do live coding. And I had to put together a story with the live coding that would make sense. Mm -hmm. That there was like a continuity which at the same time would somehow highlight all of the features that I wanted to talk about in Kotlin. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, on the Wednesday and the Thursday and the Friday, and well, the, not the Friday, but the, the three days during this walk, I, I kept like going over the ideas with Max, right? Okay, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to show that. And then, you know, he was great because he was like always giving me feedback, like, well, what if you don't, you know, do this instead or, or lead that into that, right? And it was really, really helpful. Um, but I was still so, so, so damn nervous, so damn nervous uh, to, to go on that stage. I mean, I, I think it's probably one of the most nervous times in my life in, in public speaking because it's also from the stage, um, it, from the stage, it's like from outside, it's overwhelming, Right. When you look at it from the outside of the stage, it's very overwhelming because it's mm -hmm. a very big stage. When you get on the stage, it's actually not that overwhelming, right? Because it looks much smaller than it it is. I mean, it's not yeah, it perception is different. <laughs> okay. Um but yeah, it was it was nerve wracking, nerve wracking time. And of course I, I screwed up um during the during it, uh, as as everyone famously pointed out, uh, many, many times. So yeah. But still, I I think that's probably uh, probably one of the most. I I still remember watching your talk on Google I/O, and I was I I was still in like disbelief that this that this weird niche language that I had found a while before uh, was now up on the big stage with a name like Google behind it. I was I was truly impressed, and I think yeah. this was actually one of the first times that I saw your name as well. One of the other times that we almost crossed paths like way before we actually ended up meeting because you, I think together with uh, Sveta Isakova, one of the other developer advocates in the Kotlin team, you did um, you did like dev nights or something like that uh, in Munich and you came to my university and you actually apparently you gave a talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're talking about the the TUC, right? The Technical University Almost. of TUM. TUM. Yeah, TUM. Technical University of TUC is a, TUC is a little yeah. bisque cookie. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that actually, and uh, I actually that's another moment I remember because I was in the room, and I was talking about functional programming with Kotlin. And uh, there were a couple of, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, smartasses in the room, uh, hecklers. <laughs> uh, and um, there was at some point one guy that was constantly laughing every time I would talk about something. And uh, so at some point I'm like, I said to him, I'm like, like, please like share the joke. What is it? What what is what is it that you find amusing? Um, you know, that, uh -huh. do, do I find do you find me amusing? Am I a clown? Yeah, yeah. What am I, <laughs> funny guy? Um, and uh, he's like, well, no, it's just that you know, uh, I've given Haskell, and uh, the stuff you're explaining is very basic, and a lot of us here know it. I'm like, 
Okay, so how is that funny? Well, it's just like really basic. I said, okay, well, who told you to be here? Like, there's the door. Get the <laughs> hell out. Like, yeah. you don't have to be here. And he just kind of like went quiet and, and didn't smile anymore during the whole uh, thing, right? Um, so yeah, your your your. <laughs> there was a few folks there that that weren't very um, happy. Uh, Man, that does not reflect well on my university. Jesus. Yeah, well, you brought it up, man. I mean, <laughs> I what do you want bring me it to up. say? Oh my, we're not all <laughs> like that anyway. Um, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I do remember meeting you uh, the first time. It was in the Munich office, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was one of a... our Kotlin nights that, yep. that we had. Yeah, exactly. That was that was a lot of fun at one of the cotton user groups. Yes, uh, I think this was one of the first times where I I think I I asked a question afterwards and you were like, "Of course you can uh, do whatever you just asked me. Uh, I'll send you an email on how to." And then like three days later, I get an email saying like, "Yeah, no, you can't do that. <laughs> that's that's not a thing." <laughs> You're just getting back to me for that university comment, aren't you? You yeah. bloody bloody bastard. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, I like, I. It's weird because, like, one and a half years afterwards, so I I saw the the poster for the like for the second time about this about the specific night that it happened, because I saw that poster once, like in passing, and I was like, eh, JetBrains, okay, like Kotlin, new language for the JVM. I was like, why would you need another language for the JVM? You know, like the default response in like. Whenever that was, like 2015 or something, it's like, eh, why? What do you What do you need it for? I don't really care. I'm not gonna go there at like some some evening. So I didn't even show up. But then afterwards, I was like, wait a second, <laughs> that name on that poster that I saw, that's my boss now. <laughs> and wait a second, that <laughs> other name, that's my colleague. Huh? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh when you. I thought we didn't we didn't put up any posters in passing. Um, did you get that? Because there's a uh, district in Munich called Passing. Oh, that's oh. that's that's a clever one. That's a clever that one. That is a clever one. There's actually another university outside of Munich. I can't remember what it's called. We went to as well. Uh, uh, Passau. Possibly, Passau. Actually. Yeah. Passau. They were way friendlier. They were I, way I, friendly. I can I can agree. So I also went there, and th so the the welcome that they had was was absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, like, they they loved they were, us. Yeah, they were yeah. all in for Kotlin, like from the get go. I mean, that's um, because I also warmed them up to the idea. That's exactly that's that. exactly yeah. what it was. Like, I literally <laughs> got an email from them saying, like, we had a talk from Hadi, and it it was so great. We would love to have another talk. Um, that was literally the email I got. So. And they did say that. I mean, yeah, I got an email after that, and they said your talk was still better than Seb's. <laughs> Very good. I'm glad. <laughs> Still yeah. on top, baby, huh? <laughs> Still on top, baby. So yeah, uh, yeah. But no, that was fun. Oh, I miss those days. To be honest with you, uh, I miss those. Now I go to, to now I go to places all over the world without moving from my uh, desk. Uh, you know, I actually did a talk last week um, for another remote conference, and it it is probably the last one I'll ever do. Cause it's just—it's not the same, is it? It's 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 all of the pain without any of the satisfaction. Yeah, right. It's all of the the effort, the the everything else that goes with it without getting anything in return. No. That obviously, yes, you are educating people, right? The the six people that are listening to you at that time, 
because the other 300 will probably watch a previous recording of the talk that you gave. But it's just, no, it's not rewarding. It really isn't rewarding. What can you do, right? Well, you can prepare YouTube content straight away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well, you know, do YouTube. You might as well do TikTok videos. No, 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 <laughs> no. You know, they say never say never. But yeah. I really hope that I never have to do TikTok videos. But hey, I, you never I, know. To be fair, regardless of the platform, I would love to see you dance on video. Well, there's a couple more questions that I would actually like to bring up, and because you did talk about like Kotlin Conf, like in passing, uh, again, not the location, just on the side. Uh, how does one like say, you know what, that thing we've been building, it's been gathering traction. We're just gonna whip up a conference, and we're gonna bring people from all over the world together, and it's gonna be this huge Herculean effort, and it's gonna be great. Like, how does one even start that? Uh, that was actually over a dinner with Max uh, Shafiro. This time, I, I've said the whole word, the whole name, and uh, I, I can't remember where we were, but we were in some. Oh, I think it was in the Czech Republic. Yes, I think so. And we're at a steakhouse, and we're, we we had we had like this meetings uh, with a bunch of folks, and then afterwards we'd gone for dinner. Um, um, and uh, I don't know how the topic of a conference came up, but we started to discuss it. And um, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I've been involved in conferences before. I've done one in Malaga. Uh, it was about 120 people. Uh, so I have some experience uh, setting up an event. You know, yeah, let's do something, you know, well, we can do maybe like, and at the time, oh, yeah, I'd also done a JetBrains Day, which was like a multi-technology conference with about 150 people then. And I said, yeah, but yeah, we could do something. I think there's enough people that would probably come to an event. Um, so let's, you know, maybe do something for 250 people. He's like, no, no, not 250, more. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. What, 300, 350? He's like, no, 1,000. I'm like, get out of here. Like, no way. No one's going to come to 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 a conference around Kotlin. It's not like, it's not that well known. We we know. It's like, no, a thousand. And I'm like, Max, it's just going to be like, it's risky. It's what if we don't get people? What if it doesn't, you know, what if 200 people show up? It's going to look really weird, right? He's like, nope, let's do a thousand. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, so I said, okay. And we shook on it. And he's like, yep, a thousand, right? I'm like, okay. Uh -huh. And uh, actually, we didn't shake on it then. We shake, we shook on it later on whiskeys, and um, I was I had too many whiskeys then. Uh, <laughs> next morning, I wake up. I'm like, oh shit, what did I agree on? Um, so, you know, we started to go look at venues, uh, and we said, where are we going to do it? San Francisco. We got to do it in San Francisco. Like, it's got to be there, right? I'm like, okay. So we went and uh, we started to do it, and. We had the help of some uh, partners back then, and uh, we we started to put everything together, and then you know get the sp speaker tracks, and then again like the hey we're thinking of putting on a conference. If we do, would you want to come and speak at it? Blah blah blah, right? And do we have enough topics? Do we have enough content? Is 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 Kotlin broad enough to kind of like get enough tracks? and get enough topics for a two-day conference with three tracks and things like that. There were so many different things, right? 
And so we announced it, right? We announced it and uh, we started to get the first tickets. And we're like, whoa, look, look, we've announced it and like we've, we've received like, you know, five tickets in the first two hours, right? Mm -hmm. Five tickets sold. <laughs> and then slowly, you know, day after day, week after week, tickets start to sell and they start mm -hmm. to sell and they start to sell. And we're like, whoa, we're like at like 300, 400, 300 people already. This is really, really good. And when we decided to co do Kotlin Conf, there was no announcement going to be like, there was nothing in the works around Google IO or anything like that. Right. And, um, and then of course, Google IO happened, right? Like literally the day it happened, suddenly I'm getting notifications like ticket, 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 ticket. And I think we started to sell like 300 tickets in the, in the first couple of hours. Right. Wow. And then suddenly boo, 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 boo. And then, Come August, we're sold out. And I'm going to the the venue and I'm like, okay, we said a thousand. How much can we push it? They're like, we can't. Like, if we push it anymore, it'll blow. I'm like, no, we got to push this. We got to push this more. And uh, they're like, okay, well, maximum we can do is another 200 people. I said, okay, let's open up for another 200 people. We opened up in a day, sold out, right? Um, so August, we were sold out at 1,200 people. And, uh, and then of course, you know, the first day of the conference, the night before of the conference, it was, it was, I don't know if you want me to get into that, but I can certainly, it was havoc, right? Normally you have this, like, you know, setting everything up, then you have the speaker dinner. I, I'm kind of like the host. So I got to be at the speaker dinner in a half an hour before the speaker dinner, the AV crew hasn't finished setting up because they only managed to get into the venue late and then they had issues and then there was power issues. So we were meant to rehearse the keynote before the speaker dinner. We didn't have time. So the AV folks are like, I'm like, when are we going to do this? They're like, well, we can be here tomorrow morning. I'm like, we open the doors at like 730. They're like, well, we'll be here at five. <laughs> okay, fine. So, you know, and I'm saying to, to folks from Google, Stephanie at the time, like, Stephanie, I'm, I'm really sorry about this, but is it okay if you're here at like quarter past five in the morning? She's like, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. I mean, Stephanie's amazing. She's awesome, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll be here. Uh, so, you know, we all go to the speaker dinner and I'm like shitting myself that we haven't even done a proper full run of the keynote, right? Like, we don't even know how this is going to go. And um, so the next morning, I didn't literally sleep. Between the nervousness and the jet lag, I didn't sleep. You know, go to the venue at at uh, 4:35, and we're there, and we run through the keynote, and it has glitches, and then we run through it again. It's a little bit better. Blah blah blah. Anyway, I said, "What is whatever it is, it's going to be right." Anyway, so we start the keynote, and it starts to go really well. At some point, there's this. Um, there's this issue with uh, the internet, which Dimitri had to do a talk. Dimitri Yemerov had to do a talk. And he's like, don't worry. I flipped out his phone, switched on his data roaming, switched on to that, you know, and said, I'm just going to use my phone. Screw the internet. And he managed <laughs> to continue with the phone, right? And then suddenly I start to hear beep, 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 beep. And it's starting to get quite loud. And the first, second, third row can hear this beep. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, what is this beep? Like, everything is going so well. What is this beep? So I, you know, I'm at the back and I'm like to the AV guys, 
is there, what is this? Like, what is this beep? And they're like, it's not us. So anyway, after like 15 minutes, we track it down to carbon monoxide warning in the <laughs> building going off. Oh right? my God. <laughs> because there's too many people in there, right? Um, fortunately, we're in September, so it's not freezing cold. I think it was September or October. I think it was September. I can't remember. Anyway, it's not that cold in, in, in San Francisco. So the doors are open. We open all the doors behind, so there's fresh air, and we're on the port, so it's nice breeze. But this bloody beep, beep, beep doesn't switch off. In the end, one of the one of the people from AV, he's like, "Oh, screw this!" He goes and takes some duct tape, slaps it on the center, <laughs> on the sensor. He's like, right, "Okay, that's it. It's done." Right? And the beep, beep stop. <laughs> so, uh, in the video, I think if you listen, you can faintly hear the beep, beep. Uh, but if you ask anyone involved on uh, with the with the keynote, they're like, "What stood out for you?" This like the bloody beep, beep. beep. <laughs> well, I hope that was uh, carbon dioxide and not carbon monoxide. Yes, yeah, sorry, carbon okay. dioxide. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say monoxide? Yeah, that would, I think that would have been, <laughs> been yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, but no, okay. Was, uh, good, yeah, good. nobody got hurt in that uh, okay. keynote. <laughs> Apart oh, from man. maybe Dima's phone, which fell out of his hands at some point, I think. So, oh. Yeah. So yeah, and then the, so the next year we said, okay, well we got to up this. So we did one thousand three hundred. Uh, we sold out uh, about two months ahead of time. The following year we upped it to one thousand five hundred. We sold out like about a month ahead of time, um, and then Kotlin Conf Montreal was for. 2000 people mm -hmm. and when we put the tickets on sale like already i think it was only about a month or month and a half in we had already sold over a thousand tickets um but then you know everything went to hell yeah. and and uh we had to refund everyone so from a from a first handshake after too many whiskeys to a event that would uh bring like more than a thousand people together from from all over the globe. That's uh, quite the achievement. I'm eternally grateful for to Max to to for having you know encouraged me and and, and pushed me to do that because um, yeah yeah it was one of the best experiences I've had. It's like it's so tiring, but that feeling of the conference is over, and I think that anyone that organized any kind of events or conferences knows this that that when the two days are over and there hasn't been any screw-ups and there hasn't been any major issues and that sense of relief of like, damn it, we did a damn good job uh, is is so exhilarating that, that it's worth it all. I, I still remember you very frantically running around with a, with an earpiece uh, in oh, Copenhagen. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best uh, part. That earpiece was like, just like, you know, the... I love that. I'm like, yeah. I've been for like three years wanting to get one of those earpieces. Um, I actually agent. enjoy it. Like it's, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I mean, one person's like said to me at one point, they're like, why are you doing this? Surely you can find someone to do this. I said, because I love it because I enjoy it because I, I, I love being part of it. I enjoy the process. I enjoy coordinating i enjoy it why shouldn't i do it what is what is wrong with doing this you know i love it 
I, I honestly think everyone who was at, at Kotlin Conf has felt that you and the whole team uh, that has organized this uh, were in there like 110% with so much passion. Yeah, and, and I have to mention, like, you know, we're talking about me here and it's not me. Like, there was an entire team behind this, right? And there were there were so many folks. I mean, the, the initial ones we were doing, as I said, with some partners, um, but then the later ones, it was more you know, a lot of the JetBrains folks were involved and, and my right hand there was, uh, my right hand, my equal hand there was uh, Varia Aulina, which, you know, one of our colleagues um, and she's in charge of all events at JetBrains. And like, I couldn't have done it without her. She was she was amazing and, and taking care of everything and as everyone else involved. I mean, you yourself remember how much work you were doing for all of the activities around the booth and the yeah and the uh, the games that you and Sveta were putting together, the challenges. It was it's a lot of hard work. Like yeah, and it all comes together. It all comes together. It it all comes together, which is which is a great thing. Like that feeling of all of these moving parts come together. You know, I always say that if I weren't doing what I would do, I would love to be a roadie. <laughs> I, I would love to be a roadie. You know, they get paid really crappy money. But you know what the roadies are, right? The the, the folks that are with the rock bands mm -hmm. that go from city to city, setting up the stages. Mm -hmm. And, yep. and I, it's just, I don't know. I, I just got, love it. I just love that. <laughs> well, it's uh, quite awesome then that also your kind of passion has found a, a way of, you know, expressing itself in, in, in this way, combined yeah. it with Scotland. Yeah. I think we're unfortunately out of time for this episode, but it's been absolutely great talking to you, Hadi. Uh, I think our listeners and viewers have gotten a, a little bit of a look behind the scenes of what actually has happened over the last couple of years. Because, yeah, that's those are behind the scenes. Yeah, that's just that behind, the, behind Hadi, the scenes, not behind yeah. the scenes. Um, <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> there we go. That's that's what you what they don't want you to see. No, it's been fantastic. Thank you, uh, uh, Seb, for, uh, from one side, kicking me off as a host, from the other side, having me on the show. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been great to go down memory lane. Thank you. I'm sure you'll be back <laughs> in the next episode. All right. Hopefully. Well, with that, we are rounding out our five-year anniversary episode of Talking Kotlin. We hope that you'll stick with us for, I don't know, the next five years, however long this podcast is still going to go. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. And of course, uh, Hadi, do you as a special guest want to uh, do me the honors of telling people what they should do with this episode? <laughs> that sounded really, really rude, what they should do with this episode. Um, what you should do after hearing this episode is hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the notification, and of course, hit the like. Now remember, you can hit the dislike, but it's not going to brush your own ego because no one's going to see that you disliked <laughs> us, only us. And we know we will hunt you down. We will find you <laughs> and we'll make you change that dislike to a like. <laughs> make sure you don't forget to hit the bell as well to get notified about new things. With that, we're signing off. We'll see you in the next one. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.